Greetings, comrades, and welcome to How the Left Was Won. My name is Mike. I'm Jake. And this is a Marxist-Leninist podcast all about fascism and how to fight it. Jake, how was your week? It was actually pretty good for once, I would say. Uh, I had most days off last week uh, because on Tuesday it rained, and then I had already scheduled to have Thursday off so I could go to a strike. Yeah. For for me, I had to work. I had to work that day Tuesday, even though I also work outside. We we did mostly inside stuff. I did get to home, go home at lunch. Like some part time guys, they got sent home and then got called back to fix uh, bunkers because I I mentioned I work at a golf course. Yeah, and uh, the bunkers they get washed out. Uh, so they had to come back, and I surprisingly, like, it was weird. I got to work inside just tr- struggling to find stuff to do, and then it was just like, okay, now the rain is let up. It's time to fix stuff. Hey, you guys go home. <laughs> the yeah. part-time guys will take care of it. Is it? <laughs> okay, I guess. Well, sucks for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you said you mentioned you went to a strike. How was that? Uh, it was pretty good. Met some nice people there. Uh, some guy told us to get a life as he drove in his company car. Oh, nice. Like, thanks, worker. Yeah. Uh, so he says to the people working to improve their lives. Yeah, like literally striking. Yeah. And, like, I took a day off from my job for this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as for me, I mentioned I, I uh, had to work this week. It wasn't that bad. Um, what else did I do this week? I didn't do a whole lot this week, now that I think about it. Um, lots of, uh, outside of our lives, uh, lots of shit got fucked. Yeah, as far as I had a good week, uh, I did not mean in terms of uh, the news. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's uh, riots in France uh, over police brutality, and I just on Twitter, just mostly racist stuff people are saying, because, like, about uh, about my immigrants to France, but even yep. though it's not even all immigrants doing it, it's, it's also French citizens, French nationals also rioting. Yeah, because, believe it or not, you can just dislike police brutality, guys. Yeah. I mean, a, a Holocaust memorial did get to face, and that's fucked. Yeah, it, that is that's bad, fucked. but I mean, that's yeah. also not representative of all the riots. Yeah, obviously. and also, as we learned from the Black Lives Matter protests, uh, there are agitators, <laughs> excuse me, uh, right-wing agitators. Yeah, no, there's always people causing problems. Yeah. There's always those chaos agents. Like, we can't be sure, like, exactly who's starting every fight, because it's not always going to be the protesters. Yeah, of course. But I mean, uh, I, I support protests against police brutality, but also fuck those people who defaced the Holocaust Memorial. Oh yeah, for sure. Those are not uh, contradictory arguments. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, the Supreme Court continues to do fucked up things as well. Oh boy. In the United States. Uh, now... Our unelected god kings. Yeah. Uh, businesses can discriminate against... I know it's against... At least the uh, LGBTQ plus yes, that individuals. The... I don't know if it's if it can also apply to like black people as well. Like I know it's it spe- specifically is against LGBT people. Yeah, though they... I would assume that any ruling like that could lead to other things. And that ruling was based on a made up case that Woo. didn't exist. Love it. Yep. Um, what else did they do? Uh, got rid of affirmative action. Got rid of affirmative action. I've, I keep seeing people justify it as like, it, the, their decisions are based on the Constitution. It's like, well, what what in the Constitution prevents affirmative yeah. action? What exactly, can you point to a part of the Constitution which said, don't do that? Yeah. 
And also, I, I keep seeing people quote that one quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that everyone knows. Uh, like, in response, it's like, I want my children to be judged based on their character, not the color of their skin. He didn't want affirmative action. <laughs> and then I, pull, I, like, every time I saw someone bring that up, I just brought up a quote from, I believe, uh, his... Uh, I I think it was, a, I don't know if it was a speech or a book, but uh, The Three Evils of Society, where he basically just says, hey, the only way to, like, fix this is to redistribute economic and yeah. political power. Yeah, he was for reparations as well, as I believe. Yeah, no, he, he is just like, yeah, people keep quoting the, I want my children to be judged on the content of their character, like, to say that Martin Luther King Jr. was against reparations. Like, no, he absolutely was for reparations. Yep period they also just don't understand what affirmative action is on a fundamental level like i don't like biden but he was correct in saying first you have to qualify and then they'll look at other factors yeah and then uh, and then also the supreme court uh blocked the student loan forgiveness Woo. but I, I from what i understand there's other routes that biden might be able to take well, yes, there are other routes he could take. He's not going to do them, I think. I don't know. He might. Like, it seems like he's he wants to. Or, like, at least he's saying it. He might. I don't know if that's just, like, like just talk. I'm hoping it's not, because I need my student loans forgiven. I'm sorry to say this, but I'm absolutely certain. At least to some extent, it's just talk. But I'm hoping it's we, not. We can see. But I, I've been burned before. Yeah. And it's not like Biden is exactly the most active president when fighting for us. Yep. Oh, Leo just ran by. You okay there, bud? He's just having a goofy little time. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I forget what I was going to say. I was going to say something else about the, uh, Supreme Court decision regarding student loan forgiveness. Um, oh yeah, uh, people, like, being just like, <laughs> this is just so funny. Like, there's also, like, I saw similar comments in regards to, like, uh, people of color and, like, uh, like, Democrats, like, putting in policies to, like, benefit them. It's just like, oh, the Democrats are tricking these people in by giving them stuff that helps them. And it's yeah. just like, it's like, it's like, no, they're voting for stuff that's in their interests. Yeah. That's <laughs> not bribing them. That's, that's what... That's how policy works. Yeah, believe it That's or how not, being a politician people works. are convinced when you materially affect their conditions. Even though it's not like the Democrats are great on yeah, that either. Yeah, no, they're not great, but at least they're doing something. Even yeah. if it's, like, almost nothing. It's at least... They're not trying to... Like, they're not hurt, actively harming people. Like the Republicans are. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. As a, like, I don't know if well, I've no, stayed... they are actively harming people, but just not all the time. Yeah. It's kind of like the way I like to put it. And I, I don't know if I stated this on the podcast, but it's like Republicans are evil and Democrats are just fucking useless. Uh, yeah. Well, they're, well, they're evil in that, in other ways, not, yeah, they, not in overt ways. They're not as evil on domestic policy. They are evil in foreign policy yeah. generally. Anyway, that happened. Also in my life uh, this week, I forgot to mention, uh, one of the hinges on my computer broke. Woo! So um, I'm going to need to get it sent away for repair, so I need to do, which I'm going to do tomorrow. Uh, so I need to do editing tonight. Ah. Yeah, I usually do it on Monday, but I'm going to send it away tomorrow, so I got to do it tonight. So will this come out like a 
It'll a day be, early. No, this will come out on Tuesday. I'll just set it oh, okay. to the normal because I can just set oh, right. it to set when it to like a scheduled yeah, upload. I can just tell it when it'll actually release, become available f- to listen to. And so there will probably not be an episode next week because I don't think I'll get my computer back in time for that. Our streak has been broken. I mean, it took us a while to actually start the streak. Yeah. But uh, it was nice while it lasted. Yep. But anyway, um, so yeah, you're going to have to hold off on a week, uh, Jake, uh, for your contribution to the life and times of Mussolini. Woo. I'm sure you will love it. Yeah. It's only good things. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well it gives me an extra week of not having to do stuff for the podcast yeah more, more time to do other things but anyway uh today we are going to continue reading Mussolini's book uh we are going to be reading chapters four and five of the book and I think they're a little bit of a step down from the previous chap two yeah. chapters it's not like the last ones were great but they were better than what he had written these are worse yeah, it, it's they're worse. Not in like they're written awfully. It's just that nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, it's still better than the first chapter, but it's yeah. not like a whole lot. I don't find him to be a very effective writer. Yeah, especially chapter five. Chapter five is short, and like reading it, I'm like, what does this have to do with the plot? Yeah, <laughs> and and I know this came out serially. Uh, like, I don't know if it was, like, every week or every month. I, based on Mussolini's time working there, I didn't think it was every week. I could be wrong about that. It's an anime filler arc. Yeah, but it's just, like, I can't imagine that people were super stoked. Like, the, yeah. whoever actually ordered to, like, see, to read Chapter 5. Yeah, imagine you're really into this and you have to wait, like, I don't know, another week or two for yeah. just because this one nothing happened. Yeah, no, it's, that, that must have been disappointing. But anyway, let's let's get into it. Uh, so uh, we may as well. I, I suppose we should start with chapter four. I guess I will begin reading as always. I think that's how sure. we tend to do things. Yeah, you like every start. couple pages we'll swap we'll swap out. Yep, works right. for me. Don Benicio accompanied accompanied his colleagues to the door. Uh, if we recall from the previous chapter, Don Benicio was meeting with a bunch of other. Uh, like me- yep. clergy members about what to do about uh, uh Madruzo Emmanuel Madruzo and his relationship with Claudia and him covering up the death of his niece. Yeah, and we randomly found out he was a real pervert. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that continues in this chapter. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, so Don Benicio accomp- accompanied his colleagues to the door. On his return to his own room, he could not resist a gesture of triumph. Thoughts of vengeance, of conquest, of long-desired gratifications assailed his brain as he was undressing for the night. Tomorrow, tomorrow, he exclaimed to himself, the strayed lamb can no longer evade me. I shall use fair means and foul language that is gracious or threatening. I shall promise, oh, I shall promise much. Oh, Claudia, tomorrow you shall be mine. (laughs) Who the hell talks to themselves like that? Like, I've talked to myself before, but it's all one-liners like, oh, that's fucked. Yeah. Just saying that out loud. I don't give monologues to myself generally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I'll think to myself quite frequently, but it's just like, I'm just like thinking of something that I learned. Yeah. Most of the time. Um, Just like kind of going over it in my head. But um, 
like not at like this at all but yeah. uh at this like but you can just see him like wringing his hands together like evilly yeah cackling <laughs> but also what a al- disney villain <laughs> yeah also just in this version that we're using or at least the one i'm looking at i don't i think you're looking at the same yes. version on archive sure. as i am um there's this weird moment i don't know if this is a typo or just like something that was intentional but dumb but uh, it, when it says, I shall use fair means and foul language, there's a comma after foul. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, so it's like, I shall use fair means and foul, comma, language that is gracious or threatening. It's like, what? why is there a comma there? Yeah. Doesn't I'm, make any sense. I think what it's trying to say is, I shall use fair and foul means, the comma, uh, then separating language from that because the language is fractious and threatening yeah so he's saying like okay i getcha yeah it's written weirdly yeah that it's just that he should say i shall use fair and foul means that is it's still bad writing yes i'd argue that's even worse writing i would agree (laughs) yeah uh and don benicio's slumber was disturbed by the vision of a woman Woman in that lustrous nakedness that haunts the repressed eroticism of those prisoners of chastity. Now, I do like the the uh, the repressed eroticism of those prisoners of chastity. I do like that. That's line. a good line. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. I I do appreciate that. I will give credit where credit yeah. was was due. It's not quite a banger, but it's not far off. Yeah, but also we're getting a little bit more men writing women. Yeah. But also at the same time, this is from the perspective of someone who's already perverted. So I guess it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it's not agreed. It's in character. Yeah. Uh, Claudia of the Satanic Leer, which, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it, we'll get into this a little bit more. But, like, as I was reading this, I was like, is Claudia a demon? I think she might be a demon. Yeah. She's a demon. She must be exorcised. Yeah. Uh, of the satanic leer, of the rounded shoulders, of the perfumed hair, of the paradisaic mouth, of the white and tender flesh, Claudia the courtesan, Claudia the woman, offering Im- unimaginable caresses, ineffable voluptuousness, ecstasy to the point of delirium, of exasperation. I do like that uh, Don Benicio has more to say about how she looks than her fucking protagonist. <laughs> Yeah, and we still don't really know what she looks like. Yeah, uh, neither of them have really described her that well. He just has more words to say that mean almost nothing. Yeah, and it's more just like she was she was voluptuous, she was curvy. Yeah, it's like, wow, great. Uh, d- what does her, how far apart are her eyes? I don't know. Yeah. Fucking, I don't know anything about her face. I assume pretty. Yeah, we, get, we do get a little bit of description of her eyes, but it's just like her eyes are black. Yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, dude. The priest's flesh quivered like a sylvan god gazing on the image of a nude nymph, mirrored in the water of a limpid and silent brook. Don Benicio had been rejected by Claudia as one sends away an inoper- an importunate beggar. That's a word. Yep. He had loved her, secretly at first, pining away in an impotent jealousy because of her indifference. He had dedicated verses to her, and had done her humble services with the deferential insistence of those who dare not dare. At last, he had declared his love. So, he's not... So, her current boyfriend is not the first clergy member to go after her. Yeah. But I don't know why she went for Madruzo and not Don Benicio. 
Yeah, Madruzo is kind of like... Well, they're both kind of just bad people. Like, But the thing is, we, we like we don't have a whole lot of characterization for Madruzo, yeah. for Emmanuel. Like, we understand he likes Claudia, and he's he wants to leave the... Um, the uh the church for yeah it. the church for it or at least leave his uh like his station yeah and and he covered and he uh kept his niece hostage because he didn't want her marrying a guy and then she died because of yeah it. but we don't have a whole lot of description of like his actual personality i guess we yeah. understand that he's conniving don benicio we actually get a little bit of like characterization here yeah uh it's it's not good characterization it's he's a massive pervert but yeah it's a, characterization a pervert and not really any better than Madruzo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was when the Cardinal was in Rome. One evening, Don Benicio met Claudia as she was strolling through the dark, the, through the deer park. Okay. My apologies for screwing that up. He told her of his love. So, <laughs> he, so he sees her and he's like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> my dear. What a, what a loser. He begged of her a single gracious glance, a single kind word. His eloquence expressed itself in sobs after the manner of men who cannot restrain, restrain the impetus of their passion when they find themselves in the presence of woman. And Claudia had smiled a smile of mockery and pity. <laughs> Don Benicio was not the first. Many others had laid siege to her, but in vain. Hence the inextinguishable hatred with the, which the ecclesiastics felt for her. She had rejected their declarations of love. Why are so many like members of the clergy going for her? Yeah, uh, it's a bit weird how every... I guess it's kind of implied that she's the one who they're all into. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, why? I get she's hot, but... Yeah. Is, is this the foundation of like the plot against Madruzo? Maybe? Like, do they, oh, they're all, they all just want her. Yeah, they all just want to sleep with Claudia instead. Oh, God. Because that's weak motivation compared to what I had been thinking before, which was they just thought of him as a political rival yeah. in the church. Yeah. Uh, she had rejected their declarations of love, had laughed at them, and had sent them about their business. She had caused the most insistent and distasteful to be punished. Don Benicio recognized in the compassionate smile of Claudia an internal repulse, but he did not lay down his arms. Oh, God. For many years, he had tried every diabolical means to end the relationship between Claudia and the Cardinal. Patient workman that he was, he created innumerable misunderstandings, spread endless gossip. Claudia was not unaware of the activities of this priest. She meant some day to ruin him, but she did not think much about it. Emmanuel's love was enough for her, but why? <laughs> yeah, and and she forgot the names. She forgot the snares of the lovelorn priest whom she had rejected and ridiculed. So, yeah, it's just like, why is she into Emmanuel? Yeah, we don't really have much on their actual relationship. She might have been the one who caused him to send his niece away. We kind of got that. But... Oh yeah, right. I forgot about that. She, yeah, she had something to do with that, and we don't know why. Yeah, we, I guess we kind of know why, because she wanted her family member, I think it was her brother. Yeah, it was something like that, yeah. but it's, at the same time, we, we understand, like, what the connection is, but we don't understand the motivation fully. Yeah, I guess 
the Madruzo family fortune. Everyone kind of sucks, is the yeah. point. And they don't really have a whole lot of motivation for doing what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guys do, but that's just because they're horny. Yep. Oh, uh, that's that's my uh, chapter title for this, by the way. Is like, everyone's horny <laughs> for Claudia. Yeah. Everybody loves Claudia. Yeah. Uh, the new hit uh, sitcom coming to CBS. <laughs> uh, I do find it funny that she's just so into Emmanuel that she forgets about the guy who's literally <laughs> trying to, like, cause issues for them. Yeah. Just like, oh, who are you? All right, you. All right, I'm going to ruin you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, do you want to pick up? I've read a couple of pages. Yeah, sure. At last, Don Benizio, after ten years of fruitless maneuvers, had recourse to threats. He expected no easy revenge. Claudia was too intelligent, too proud to surrender quickly to the ap- apocalyptic menaces of Don Benizio and his emissaries. However, the priest did not renounce his dream. Rather, he made it the ambition of his life. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, it's just like apocalyptic menaces. This guy's going all out. Yeah, he's doing some shit, I guess. Also, he has like he has like minions. Yeah. Emissaries. Yeah, he has his little henchmen. Yeah. Who I guess are bringing messages. Yeah, and it's like it made it the ambition of his life, dude. Get a get a fucking hobby. Yeah, it's like just jerk off. Find the, something to the do. The post nut clarity will help. Yeah, like I don't know, fucking f- go fishing. Maybe that'll help too. Yep. Spend some time alone for a while. Yeah. No, it's just like you're you're too into this chick. Yeah. It's, Everyone is. Yeah, and we don't even really know what she's like. Yeah, and we don't know, like, we, we just know that she's the daughter of this other guy, this other important guy, who I don't even yeah. remember, like, fully what it what his position was. He was in the clergy, right? Or no, he was, like, he was, like, he was so, something having to do with, like, the prince. Yeah, he's kind of like, uh, he's like a counselor. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember, yeah. but that's, like, all we get. And, it, like, the fact that I don't remember, like, tells you a whole lot about this book. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shit you just forget because it, it isn't really relevant for a while, and then eventually they just bring it up again. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. To possess Claudia, he would have sold his soul to Satan. Dude, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and would have chosen the pyres of hell in preference to the beatitudes of heaven to all eternity see this is why i think claudia might just be a demon yeah just yeah she's a a wicked temptress yeah what what like she's a succubus like what effect does this woman have on men yeah that they would sell their soul to satan for her like what what's the point here mussolini yeah it's just like i get you were trying to say like these the clergy are corrupt and corrupt hornballs and and hypocrites but at the same time, this just feels like a dude thing le- and less of a clergy thing. Yeah, I don't think it would really be any different if it was just some guy yeah. <laughs> instead of Don Benicio. <laughs> I guess maybe because they have the vow of chastity, they're going further than most people would. I but suppose I don't know. that's fair, but at the same time, it's just like, it doesn't come off fully, I don't think. Yeah, it. he really needs to do more foundation for the actual characters. Yeah. Like, the character we know best right now is Don Benizio. Yeah, no, he's, like, 
in these next couple chapters, he'll have had more more time, lack of a better term, screen time than our two main characters. Yeah, which is, I guess I prefer that. I don't really, neither Emmanuel or Claudia really interests me. He interests me for the wrong reasons. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> passion, in which hate and love alternated, had finally congealed the soul of the priest. He had become as stone, as marble in his desire, and now that his virility was nearing its end, lib libidinous fires obsessed him and tortured his flesh. He was like the bow drawn and aimed, tense to the point at which it gives and then breaks. Get a hobby. Yeah. On that glorious August morning, the valley of the Judicary, that's definitely wrong, but, uh, fucking I th Italian. I think you got that right. Or at least close. Maybe. Uh, was still immersed in fog, which, however, was gradually melting under the blaze of the sun. From the forest which sloped down to the dusty road came the songs of the woodsmen and the dry blows of the axes as they embedded themselves in the trunks of the firs and oaks. In the fields, rekindled by the summer heat, the yellow stubble was withering away, while the somber green of the vine tendrils proudly displayed itself on the hillsides. From the houses of peasants, from the huts of shepherds, subtle spirals of white smoke indicated the existence of a hearth and a family. Uh, good, yeah, yeah, I, the, I good description. He's decent at describing environments. Yeah, it would be nice if he could do more than that. Yeah, but not much else. It's just like, okay, that's like interesting but it's just like not super helpful to learning what's going on yep uh the villages were deserted for men and women had betaken themselves to the fields and the woods leaving at home none but the invalids don benizio galloped furiously not answering the few pedestrians who stopped to interrogate him so he's apparently he's on a horse which yeah like um was not clear yeah, at we first. we did not get that before. Yeah, no. At first, I thought it was, it was he was just like it was just uh, like using a, using a euphemism. He was running fast. Yeah. It's like nope. He's actually just on a horse. Would have been good to say that before. Yep. Uh, the horse was neighing, dilating his moist nostrils. <laughs> I hate that word. Yeah. Oh yeah, the word moist. I had a yeah. friend in high school who was like physically repulsed by that word. <laughs> to sniff the morning air and his iron shoes struck sparks from the stones of the mountain road on the hill grade he diminished his pace in these brief intervals don benizio cast a glance about him as though to search in the aspect of inanimate things for some prophetic sign or token so this is actually like i feel like this is the first time we're really getting a scene where it's not a long description of what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Like, in dialogue. Like, yeah, this is, like, a generally appropriate amount of, like, scene description. Yeah. It's actually, like, solid. Yeah, like, it's not too long like it was in Chapter 1, and it's not too short like it was in Chapter 3, I think? Yeah, and it's not in dialogue. Yeah, so... Or Chapter 2, I think, was, like... Yeah, was I like, think it was Chapter 2. Yeah, Chapter 2. Chapter 2, because Chapter 3, I think, was the dialogue bullshit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, then the gallop was resumed. Don Benizio's mantle flapped in the wind over the horse's back and grazed the ground like the wing of a crow flying low in search of carrion. The rider dug his spurs into the flanks of his space-devouring steed. 
Into the air were flung flakes of white foam which took rainbow tints from the rays of the sun. Don Benizio, leaning over the mane of his horse, had the appearance of some monstrous black centaur. But once in sight of Castel Toblino, Don Benizio slackened his pace. The lake appeared to his eyes like a surface of brightly polished bronzed metal, motionless beneath the rays of the sun. The tiny island in its midst pro projected its scrubby uh, greenery. Scrubby greenery. That is a weird uh, description. Uh, I mean, like, I, I know brush can sometimes be uh, returned to, like, it can be, or not returned, described as, uh, like, scrub. Yeah, it's just a, a weird... Yeah, I, I get I you. <laughs> I, did, I definitely didn't read that right the first time. Uh, no human voice arose from the solitary shores which encircled with a green girdle the marvelous green goblet with its clear green transparent liquid. Lots of green. Yeah, that a lot of green. Yeah, where's the green goblin? Yeah. Yeah, where's the green goblin? Yeah, when you said girdle, I, I was looking at the word goblet. I'm like, you didn't say the right word, and then you kept reading. I'm like, oh, wait, no, there's just a lot of green stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he did that. Yep. I guess it's fine, but generally you shouldn't repeat words in the same sentence. Yeah. Like, whatever, I guess. I uh, mean, there's like times where it can be done stylistically, but yeah, I, I don't Yeah, I like... just don't think this was stylistic enough. Yeah, no. Erect upon his motionless horse, Don Benizio gazed at the castle, which hacked the horizon with its two pinnacles of grey stone. It was the time to plan and prepare the assault. The fair rival and inflexible enemy was not far distant. Within a few moments, he would be in the presence of the dangerous woman who had poisoned his existence. No, I think that was you. <laughs> Claudia was there within those walls. Perhaps she was still sleeping. Uh, I just want to bring up here that he keeps referring to his attempts to, like, sleep with her as, like, a siege. Oh, that's a good point. It's a bit weird. Yeah, I, I getcha. Mind if I pick up from here? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What would he say to her? How would he commence? The exordium is always the most difficult and embarrassing part of any speech. I mean, I agree. Don Benizio talked to himself and rent the air with magnificent gestures which betrayed his impatience and fear. The mission is delicate, he said to himself. Claudia fears me. <laughs> I I am sure of that, and my first words must not alarm her. She's not an, she's not like a dear dude. She completely forgot your existence, my guy. Yeah. It's like chill out. Uh I shall be gracious and in insinuating. She must pardon me and esteem me. If she is to love me, though it, though it be but for a day. Don Benizio remained seated on his horse in the meditative and intent attitude of a captain observing the field of battle. Then he spurred his mount and quickly traversed the stretch of road which separated him from the castle. The oaken portal bound by, hu by, eh, by gigantic slabs of steel upon which gleamed huge copper nails and knockers was wide open. At the sound of the pawn, pawn, pawing of the horse, a servant appeared at the window and then presented himself at the portal, not a little surprised at the visit of, a, of the black guest. The news scurried back into the castle. Men servants, maid servants, and retainers approached the visitor. Their vases revealed their curiosity. Don Benicio dismounted and straightened his body, numbed and bent from three hours of furious galloping. So he's been 
riding this horse for three hours. That is rough. And as someone who last week weekend uh, drove for six hours, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that kind of sucks. Yeah, uh, I drove four hours for the yeah. strike, so... Yeah, uh, I, I'd imagine this is worse, probably. Yeah, and it's on a horse, too. Yeah, exactly. So lots of, lots of up and down. I don't know what that does to a man's, uh, like, crotch. Yeah, I imagine when he straightened himself, his fucking back just cracked all over the place. Yeah, no. I've never actually ridden a horse before. Uh, I have once. I want to actually learn how to do it. I mean, that seems fun. Yeah, that'd be a fun skill to have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Head high and by erect, he passed through the doorway, fixing his grave and penetrating gaze upon the throng of men and women who composed Claudia's court. The group parted to permit the, per, eh, to permit horse and rider to pass. As Don Benicio, with deep voice and studied gesture, intoned, Peace be with you. And in my head at this point, I said, And with your spirit. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mass. I haven't Ooh. been to Mass in a long time. Yeah, Benicio. neither have I. Or actually, no, I, I've been probably more recently than you. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just it's one of those things where it's just like, eh, if God wants us to worship... Like, he's the, God doesn't want us to spend an hour every week in, in a building. Yeah, I think he would prefer us to do something productive, like help the poor. Yeah. <laughs> actually practice good works. Yeah. Oh no, no! I'm so I believe in sola fide, Jake. <laughs> I, as long as I believe hard enough, I can get into heaven. I don't need to help people. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, good works not needed. Just belief. Yeah, I, I hate the the sola fide people who say that good works aren't necessary, even though it explicitly says yeah. so in the Bible. Yeah, Jesus pretty much just said, "Hey, uh, rich people can't get into heaven yeah sorry guys or that part that's like actually just describing the judgment day i believe in matthew i always forget exactly what verses it is but it's like it's describing the judgment day and jesus is there and he tells like the people on his right is just like hey you helped people so you get to go into heaven they're like well when did it uh, or it's like you helped me so you get to go into heaven and he's like well when did we help you well you helped anyone who was like who needed help and if you help them, you helped me. So you get to get into heaven. And you guys over on the left, you didn't help me. So you guys don't get to go to heaven. And they're like, well, when didn't we help you? It's like, well, there was a lot of times where you could have helped people and didn't. So yeah. if you didn't help them, you didn't help me. So go away. So it ex it's explicitly, hey, you need to do good works to get yeah. into heaven. It's interesting because that sort of concept exists in a lot of like old religions from that time period. It's something we've lost. Uh, like in ancient Greece, they had this concept called Xenia, which is like if somebody comes to your door needing help, you will help them because, well, maybe it's a god in disguise. Yeah, yeah. But regardless. Yeah, I know. He's just like, yeah, this guy might be a god. <laughs> yeah. Just treat people well. Yeah. But oh, God, I hate sola fide nonsense. Yeah. Uh, the servants and the courtiers responded with a bow to the Christian salute. Then Don Benicio inquired, Claudia is in the castle? Yes, replied Rachel, Claudia's faithful maidservant. Do you wish me, your reference, to an announce your arrival? Thank you. <laughs> he doesn't even say yes, just thank you. Yeah. Bit arrogant. Yeah. Don Benicio consigned the horse to a stable boy and waited. The men and women went back to their work. The castle entrance and the courtyard became silent again. 
From time to time, the pigeons swoop down from the turrets to pick up seeds of grain from the windowsills and from the crevices of the walls. Don Benizio strolled underneath the Romanesque Loggetta. He was worried by a question which had not occurred to him before. Should he address her as Madonna or Signora? <laughs> That's a kind of an arbitrary question. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's like the difference between Miss and Mrs. But I, su- I suppose. I don't but, know. Yeah, but it's just like, it's just like, hmm, just call her Claudia. Yeah. It seemed to him that the success of his enterprise depended on, on a gracious gesture, a happy word, upon some trifle or other. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be what determines the success of this little operation you have here. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure the chances of successes are somewhere between slim and none. Yeah. It's like, you know she doesn't like you, dude. Yeah, like, you've been fucking around with her relationship for, like, I don't know, however long it's been going on. Yeah, I don't I, I don't understand what you're what you think this is going to accomplish. But I guess the power of boners is stronger. True. Yeah. His meditation did not last long. Madonna Claudia awaits you. Rachel stepped aside to permit the prelate to pass, and bowed as he disappeared. Don Benizio traversed a short corridor, at the end of which a rectangle of light indicated a door. He rearranged his vestments. Then he entered. The at the end of which a uh, rectangle of light indicated a door. I don't know why, but that just kind of reminds me of uh, Charles Dickens's writing because Charles Dickens was paid by the word, and so he would oftentimes oh, yeah. fluff up his his uh, writing. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, and also he wrote uh, serialized uh, stuff as well. So it's just like, hey, Mussolini, were you getting paid by the word here? Yeah, like how many words did uh, you need to write in order to pay your bills? Yeah, uh, Cla- if you even got paid. Yeah. It's not like well, socialists get paid today for writing in fucking news articles. I suppose that's true. Claudia was awaiting him, seated upon one of those antique heavy armchairs with high backs and exaggeratedly large arms, which formed part of the inherited furniture of noble families. She was clothed in a white tunic, which fell in ample folds to the ground. Around her bare neck was a collar of pink pearls, the exquisitely white-faced not yet touched by any sign of age. The f- profound black eyes lent light, expression, beauty. Well, that's probably the best description we've got of her so far. Yep, still not a whole lot. It's better, though. Thanks, yeah. Mussolini. Yep. Men writing women. Woo! Anyway, I'll let you pick up from here. I've read, like, three pages. Sure. Uh, the room was in no wise remarkable. On the walls were ranged in long rows portraits of illustriouses. uh... Of illustrious personages, ecclesiastics, and soldiers. Dark red curtains protected the chamber from the heat and noonday sun. A single ray of sunlight penetrated through them and fell upon a table covered with a design of alternating blue and white squares. Don Benizio bowed profoundly, almost touching his nose on his knees. Then he raised his gaze to the lady. Claudia appeared to him noble and solemn as a queen. He became confused in his choice of words. The timidity of an obstinate lover, deluded yet supported by a secret hope, bound his tongue and his expression. Once again, he felt himself a slave of that fatal beauty, sweet to pluck like forbidden fruit, fragrant, intoxicating, and tragic like the blood flowing from a crime of passion. So he's just basically like fucking tongue tied in front of his crush. Yeah, I know. It's just like, dude, you're an old man. 
Yeah. Like it explicitly says earlier, it's just like the end. The latter days of his virility. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like he's almost not able to like perform. Yeah. Perform anymore. It's like you're old. Chill out. Yeah. Like if you were a young man, that's fine. But you're like, what? Probably like 50. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Such a fucking pervert. Yeah, I know. And Claudia received him without showing a single sign of fear. Why would she? Yeah, it's just like, it's like, she doesn't, like, he doesn't have a whole lot of power over her, honestly. Yeah, no, all he can do is spread rumors and gossip. Yeah, and it's just like, she's already the subject of those. Yeah, you're not really doing much here, bud. Yeah. She dared, then, to confront the enemy. Sure, she even wished to. She was facing him to finish him. In the combat of love, Claudia, like a matron of the circus, was turning her thumb downwards on the vanquished. I, Benicio really likes to think of love as like a battlefield. Yeah, I know. I mean, it sounds like he thought of a lot of things as conflicts. Yeah, uh, probably an unhealthy mindset. Yeah, no. When you read, uh, she there, she dared then to confront the enemy. The song "Confrontation with the Enemy" from Xenoblade Chronicles started <laughs> playing in my head. <laughs> Don Benicio advanced a few steps, bowed once more, and was about to speak when Claudia cut short his preamble. I can imagine, she said, the purpose of your journey, and although your move is nothing but the consequence of plots against me, I wish to receive you and to accord you my hospitality. I shall listen to you if you will be brief and prudent. Signora, that's wrong. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, we already established that she goes by Banat, but Madonna. Yep. Uh, since you feel that any introduction is out of place, I shall tell you directly the motives which have brought me here. Claudia indicated a chair. Don Benicio seated himself, gathering his vestments and his cloak between his knees. The proximity of the woman perturbed him. His eyes flashed sinisterly, his cheeks reddened, and his jaws contracted. Really needed to know that about his jaws, I guess. <laughs> his whole countenance was contorted into a satanic grimace. <laughs> yeah, so so now both of them are described have been described... As being satanic. Yeah. Uh, really using that word here a lot, this chapter. Yeah, I, know, I know I, like, said that, like, I was like, is Claudia a demon? It's like, is everyone demons? Eh, probably. I think we're both demons, too. Yeah, every, everyone's demons. I played, yep. a, I played a game. I don't know if you know The Council. Uh, oh, I've heard of it. George Washington is in that. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting game, but one of the problems is just, like, uh, spoiler alert for this for this, like, narrative game, The Council, that I don't think ever got really popular. Everyone's demons. Oh, George Washington is Not a George Washington. George Washington is not, not a demon. Oh. But it's like, it's just like, uh, like, you meet this one character. Oh, well, I mean, you meet her at the beginning, but then she shows up, and she's like, this guy is a demon! And then, <laughs> and then at the end of the, the chapter, he, like, confronts you, and he's like, so you met this character, and she probably told you I was a demon. Well, yes, I am a demon. And also, you're a demon. <laughs> and also, and she, your mother's a demon. Yes. It, that, like, legit. And then it's like, and Sorry. this uh, this other character who you had sex with is also a demon, and also your sister is... <laughs> Oh God! And it's it just it's just like so dumb because like the first three chapters are really good and then the fourth chapter just drops that and it's so stupid. I would have really appreciated if 
uh, George Washington was a demon, though. That no, would have been funny. No, George Washington is not a demon. He He's just the guy who who is not good at solving puzzles but thinks he is. <laughs> yeah, there's one moment where you're, like, trying to solve a puzzle. Like, you and him are all trying to solve a puzzle, but you're trying to, like, get more information than him. And you're trying to hide that information, so he's just like, ooh, I think I found a clue, and it's just kind of adorable. <laughs> anyway, uh, after that side note about a game that is not great, yep. that starts out good and then becomes bad, um, back to the book. Yep. His whole countenance was contorted into a satanic grimace, just to pick up there. I have been commissioned by the honorable chapter of the cathedral to fulfill this my delicate mission, one which I would not have accepted had it not been imposed upon me as a duty. You, O Signora, Signora, uh, who for weeks have been residing in this enchanting castle, are not apprised of the affairs of the Principate. Claudia listened and noticed with curious eyes how the priest mo uh, strove to appear tranquil and to repress his inner agitation. Perhaps, Don Benizio, you are mistaken, but I do not wish to interrupt you. Whether or not you are informed of it, it is in it is a fact, Signora, that never during the secular dominion of the Madruzo has there come upon our poor land days as sad as those as we are now experiencing. The reins of power are in the hands of your father, the Aulic Council threatens to invoke foreign intervention, and no later than yesterday the chapter of the cathedral decided to write to the Pope and the Emperor, confiding to these supreme authorities the destinies of the Principate. The people are manifesting their discontent without reserve. And need I say? Anyway, uh, before you continue, one thing I want to point out is that the the text does not make it clear who is speaking a lot of the time. Yeah, I can tell it's Don Benizio right now. but yeah, yeah, but it's just like you have to pay attention to where the quotation marks are. Because yeah, like, you really it, do. Yeah, because like if a paragraph... Um, ends and it doesn't have like if a quote like paragraph of dialogue ends and it doesn't have a quotation mark at the end and then the next one does it's a continuation of the dialogue and yeah. you need to pay attention to that because you could it's hard to tell who's talking because like there's lots of times where someone says something and it's like and it doesn't include like claudio said or don benizio said yeah so it's really unclear and i was like confused for a bit when reading this yeah it's easy to like lose track of who's speaking if you're not like looking out for it yeah it's really bad just like just like on a like just like j like on a how to write level not yeah. even just like like how it's written is like not like the plot or anything like that just, just like how you should write yeah like people should be able to instantly know who is speaking yes also they both kind of sound the same with their like character voice yeah it's just like Mussolini, it's Mussolini talking. He, yeah. He, they talk like Mussolini talks. Yep. Uh, here's Claudia. Speak on. I am listening calmly. Universal hatred has been concentrated on you. Since it has become known that the Cardinal had presented you with the palace in Pat Prato di Fiera at Trent, the revolt has been creeping and spreading among the poorer classes. Right. I forgot that, uh, that just like... Emmanuel Madruzzo's relationship with Claudia is somehow leading to a revolt. Yeah. Uh, very funny, honestly. Yeah, it's just like, why is this destabilizing the country? Yep. As astutely incited by your enemies. Among them, yourself. No, Claudia. I have had the power to do you injury in the past. I have even had the desire to do so. But you know why. 
I love you with a love which has not died and will never die. No, you don't. Yeah, you're just horny. Yeah, you just want to fuck her. You don't love her. Yeah. You rejected me, and the anguish of the repulse aroused in me the longing for impossible forms of vengeance. But today, Claudia, Mia Signora, I come to offer you my services, my protection. The chapter of the cathedral has commissioned me to persuade or compel you to abandon the territory of the Principate, at least for a certain time. Your absence would calm the popular passions and would exercise the perils which threaten us. But I do not desire to have you depart even for a moment. I am prepared to betray my mandate, to defend you before the chapter, to rehabilitate you before the people. If you, my good Claudia, will make the dream come true, which I have so long treasured in my heart. You know it. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, just, I like that he's pumping her up like he's some sort of co uh, yeah. coach. Yeah, but he's you can do it. But he's pumping her up to to be like, hey, come stay at my place yeah, instead. Sleep with me. So that you don't destabilize the country, even though I'm the one like spreading the rumors and, and like yeah. fomenting the destabilization. It's just like, <laughs> I'm the one causing this problem and, and I can stop it if you come to me. It's, it's very abusive. Yeah. But then again, I think everyone's abusive so far. Yeah, they all kind of suck. Yeah, everyone is shitty. Uh, I'm going to pick up from here. Sure. This impassioned oration did not move Claudia. Nah, really? <laughs> wow. I'm surprised and hey. shocked. Who maintained her statuesque, statuesque rigidity. In any case, it was but a repetition of an old maneuver. One more attempt, perhaps, the last, on the part of an exasperated lover. So it's just like, he's done this shit like this before. Oh. It's like, <laughs> yeah, she, and she's just like, I know, I know what you're doing. You've done this. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. The excited Don Benicio, his breast heaving, his eyes gleaming, was waiting some miraculous effect of his words. Claudia chilled him. You are telling me nothing new, she said. I have known for some time that my lord, the cardinal, is opposed to by unfeeling and implacable enemies. Nor am I unaware that the hatred of the lower classes and of the ecclesiastics converges upon me. Those who find words of indulgence and pardon for Emmanuel find for me nothing but lies and calumnies. Your own case interests me but little. The persistence of your affections is certainly remarkable, but I am obliged to tell you that I shall never debase myself to realize a single one of your dreams. At Trent, they are saying that I am a sorceress, a courtesan, but I have never practiced sorcery. <laughs> I like how she has to specify that. I, I didn't do no magic. Hey, I don't know fucking shit. I ain't going to Hogwarts. Yeah. And I have remained faithful to one man. Yeah, but uh, you, you're faithful to one guy. We don't know why you're even faithful yeah, to him. We and, know nothing about that relationship. Also, and also, your faithfulness to him is kind of one of the problems. Yeah, that is currently the issue at hand. Yeah. Many married women cannot say as such. True. Yeah, that's fair. Many Poor married... Man. Uh, sorry, no. <laughs> you tempt me, but I am not frail like your penitence. You propose to make peace with me after conquering me with infamous weapons. You crave the kiss of pardon, and you are prepared to take revenge. No, no, Don Benicio. Convince yourself of it once and for all. Claudia Particella is too proud to, to dispense her favors to everyone. I but propose to you the remedy for the evil. Uh, as you notice again, just writing to Don Benicio without, like indicating yeah. it aside from you having to read it in the text and notice like where the quotation marks are yep 
This remedy of yours presupposes the destruction of my dignity. I cannot accept it. And who will protect you against the revolts? demanded Don Benicio. Do you wish then to unleash the tempest? Unleash it if you can. It is imminent, Claudia. I have loved and I have lived. I am still young. I shall know how to die. The blinded people will drag your body through the streets, in mud, in shame. Just like what happened to Mussolini. Yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> Which would happen to, like, what, 40, uh, yeah, 43 years later, was it? Um, Or 44 years later. He Something. No, it would be, like, 30. When was he writing this? Uh, this is, he wrote this in uh, 1909. So, yeah, that would be, like, 30. No, because he was, he was killed in the 40s, right? Yeah, so it would be 30. No, 1909, 33 would be in the 40s. No, wasn't it 43? If he died in 43, then it would be uh, 34 years. No, oh yeah, you're right. I'm fucking stupid. (laughs) God, I have an engineering degree. (laughs) My degree involved math, and I can't do basic addition. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, No matter, ignominy can be a triumph. The blind, the people is blind, like all simple folk. What, what Jesus, it, yeah, it's like stop it, don't insult That's the people. Disdain for the lower classes. Yeah, it loves and hates without discernment. It sacrifices its victims only to mourn and adore them when the hour of bestial fanaticism has ceased. Don Benicio, seeing that his cause was lost, which I mean, he should have gone into this knowing that his cause was lost. Yeah, uh, he should have been prepared to be rejected a lot more than he clearly uh, was. Yeah. Clutched at his last weapons. You reject me, Signora, and I feel that it is forever. Yeah, No shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your first clue? Yeah, uh, when did you get that opinion, Don Benicio? Yeah. But you will not triumph for long. This castle will shelter you yet a little while. You have sacrificed a maiden who will become the symbol of revolt. Again, it's just like she just wants to date this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Whom? Demanded Claudia, losing her calm for the first time. Whom? Philiberta. What has happened to her? She died in the convent. Claudia made no sign. Don Benicio added rapidly, No one knows the end of Philiberta. She was buried by night, without ceremony and without honors, in the crypt beneath the church. That was two months ago, but yesterday the mystery was revealed. The <laughs> Count de Castel Nuovo is plotting vengeance. The people will will arise. Oh, why, Claudia, do you want the whirlwind to overwhelm? And uh, I gotta refresh my loan from archive.org because I realized because I it expired and I didn't realize it. <laughs> I'll I'll pick up for a second. The people will arise. Oh, why, Claudia, do you want the shrill wind to overwhelm you when I offer you an island of safety, when I promise to use every effort to assure you a future free from peril? Think again, Signora, and decide more wisely. <laughs> <laughs> I can pick up now. I've, I got it loaded again. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll probably finish this page, and then I'll have you pick up again. Sure. It is useless to prolong this conversation. No one in good faith dreams of holding me responsible for the death of Philiberta, which I mean true. She did literally had nothing to do with... Oh, no. Yeah. Well, no, she did. I forgot. Yeah. She did have something to do with it. Right. God, I'm dumb. 
<laughs> yeah. Also a bad person. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, I forgot because it's just like, we know she had something to do with it, but we don't know why. Yeah. So when she says, no one in good faith dreams of holding me responsible, it's just like, yeah, because we don't know why. Yeah, we don't have the motive. Yeah, the only reason we know that she had something to do with it is because the like it was told through us through text. Yep. And if destiny decrees that I must exp- expiate, yeah, that's a word, even the sins which I have not committed, I shall accept my faith without fear and without remorse. I renounce your protection. I prefer your hostility to a friendship offered for, a, for selfish ends. Then I am constrained to demand in the name of the chapter of the cathedral and the name of the interests of the church and of the principate that you leave the Trentino. Too long have you been a cause of scandal and a source of misfortune. For the welfare of your soul, you will obey the orders of the church. Depart before the vengeance of God manifests itself into your destruction. (laughs) At these words, Claudia arose. The flames of her wrath reddened her cheeks. With the outstretched finger, she pointed to the door and said to the humiliated and and enraged priest, Go, counselor of perfidy! Return to Trent and tell your colleagues of the cathedral that Claudia, daughter of Ludovico Particella, obeys but no one on this earth. uh, Oh, obeys but one on this earth. Emmanuel Medruso, Prince Bishop of Trent. She doesn't even obey herself. Yep. (laughs) She obeys this priest who she shouldn't be dating. Yep. Anyway... Year ago, Don Benizio's failure could not have been any more disastrous. <laughs> well, I mean, I could have seen that coming. Yeah, uh, I feel like this was the only possible option here. Claudia refused to obey the injunctions of the chapter of the cathedral and disdained to stoop to crooked bargains with its ambassador. The priest arose from the chair upon which he had seemed to be nailed. He was trembling. <laughs> He was trembling. Yeah, no, he gets real pathetic. He's here. such a pathetic character. Yeah, he's a loser. Like, I'm starting to doubt that he actually, like, went into that uh, fucking nunnery with the Count de uh, Castel Nuovo. Oh, that's a good point. I like, wonder, if, that, if that becomes a twist, that would be good. I don't trust yeah. Mussolini to be that good of a writer. Yeah, like, if he had just heard from the Count, I think that would probably be more likely at this point because he just seems like such a pathetic piece of shit. I doubt he would have the nerve. Yeah, absolutely. The wrinkles on his forehead had become deeper. His eyes were filled with tears. Oh, God. Don Benizio wept like a boy. (laughs) And like a boy, he knelt at Claudia's feet. I'm not going to be able to make it through this one without laughing. Yeah, no, this this is really funny. With broken phrases interrupted by terrible groans, which burst from his breast, with words which were in turn pure, puerile, puerile, disordered, suave, and terrible, with the desperate gestures of one who has been crushed, he begged love, pardon, pity. Very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I get all the bitches. Yeah, no, it's just like, and it just took this girl telling him off. Yeah, she didn't even really say anything. Yeah, she just said, I know you're, you're like, manipulating things, and you want me to... You want to have sex with me, and that's your only motivation. Go away. (laughs) Yeah, and then he cried. (laughs) She won't date me. Like, come on, dude. Have, like, 
any semblance of a fucking spine. Yeah, no, this is, it's just so pathetic. It's incredible that I hate him more than the guy who let his niece die. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, we don't know enough about Emmanuel to really hate him that much. Yeah, we we can hate Don Benizio because right now he's the only character that we actually have, like, a personality for. That, And it's pathetic. Yeah. It's, it's a pathetic it's personality. Yeah. Do not cast me into the abyss. Do not make me drain the bitter cup of my vengeance. Cast a ray of your light into my darkened soul. God, just stop being such a loser. I know, it's so fucking stupid. Ugh, man. Then phrases of mystic adoration hurtled past his lips. I will build you a secret altar in the depths of my conscience. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's so meaningless. I, I will know. build you a secret altar in the depths of my conscience. That's literally just, I will think about you a lot. Yeah, secretly. Yeah, it's just like, no, that's like nothing. That's nothing. That's, a, that's You're not doing anything for her. Yeah. You will be the Madonna of the temple within me. I will be your slave. Strike me, despise me, beat me, open my veins with a subtle dagger. But grant me the revelation of yourself. Grant that I may speak to you. Grant that I may not lose myself with you in the supreme illusion. Step on me, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) But Don Benizio's eloquence, not really that eloquent, he's crying as he says it. Yeah. Like, that that was made clear. He is crying, currently. Yeah. It, it, I don't think eloquence is the right word here. No, absolutely not. Did not move Claudia. Then the priest returned to thoughts of vengeance. Yeah, he, so, so he's playing good cop, bad cop, but just with himself. Yeah, I don't think it really works when you go from pissing yourself on the floor to, I will have my vengeance. Plus, I would argue that, like, you should go bad cop first, then good cop. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, then that would be the better option. Yeah, it's not even good cop, it's sad cop, bad cop. Yeah, it's Harry Dubois. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, just Elysium just screaming at that one girl because she won't wear a hat. Yeah. Uh, uh, you do not listen to me, shameless courtesan, harlot. Well, I shall come to get you in the same castle. I shall let the common brutes of the marketplace satiate their idle lusts on your sinful body. What the fuck? You shall be the mockery of the unreasoning mob. Your corpse will not have the rights of Christian burial. You will not be cast into the fields of the Badia with the witches. And with when the hour of your agony comes, when trampled on, transfixed and rent by the blows of the mob, you shall implore aid and succor with the eyes which now so disdainfully regard me. I shall be the evil demon of that which of that supreme hour. I shall come to torture you with memories of me to gloat in my triumph. <laughs> Just. All these threats are so empty, too. I know. He has, like, no power to do that. Yeah, no, none at all. So, just... He's so pathetic. Yeah. It, like, he was, like we thought he was cool for most of Chapter 3. And yeah, then and then happens. he just becomes a fucking pathetic loser. Yep. Go. Go if the present escapes you. Console yourself with the visions of the future. 
Rachel, Rachel, Claudia called. Finally, we get, like, an actual dialogue tag to see who's speaking. Yeah. The faithful maidservant appeared. Don Benizio arose rapidly, put his clothes in order, <laughs> assumed an expression of composure. He shot a last glance at Claudia, erect bet- beside the armchair. He uttered no word of farewell. He made straight for the stables. He felt the need of releasing somehow the terrific... Is that terrific? Yeah. yeah. Tension of his nerves. He seized the whip and began to beat the horse furiously. <laughs> come on, man. Don't take it out of the horse. Yeah, come on, dude. The horse didn't do anything wrong. I mean, got... he's also been riding for three hours. Yeah, that horse needs a break. Yeah. At the first blow, the horse raised its ears and opened wide its almost human eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that's like a really weird description. Yeah. Is this horse sentient? <laughs> uh... Then it hurled itself against the manger, neighed terrifically, showing its double row of yellow teeth and tried to break its halter cord by violent leaps backwards. The whip continued to hiss while flagellating his skin. The horse had recognized the master and did not kick. It only stamped furiously, as though begging mercy. You're really beating the shit out of it. Yeah, no, this is wholly unnecessary. Yeah. The other horses ceased to eat and stretched their necks. Their nostrils swelled with anger, and in their eyes gleamed tears of desperation. Even the other horses are like, God, why are you yeah, doing the, this? Yeah, it's just like the other horses are like, what? what the fuck, man? Don't yeah. hurt our buddy. The stable boy, motionless in the doorway, looked on, silent and amazed at the insane explosion of the priest. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's an asshole. They think he's insane. Yeah. God. Don Benicio saw him. He felt a touch of shame. Now? Now you feel shame. He let drop the whip and threw himself at the horse's head. He caressed it, smoothed its mane, called it pet names. He led it from the stall. Oh, I didn't mean to hurt you, baby. This is just like how he treated Claudia, really. Yeah, no, it's very abusive. Yeah, it's wildly going between, like, being a very kind uh, fucking... Oh, no, I didn't mean it. Shh. Yeah, no, this, this is legit what abusers do. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking... He's fucking love-bombing his horse. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, arrived in the courtyard, he mounted in the saddle. He shot one... That sentence is kind of Yeah, that's a weird, weird sentence. He shot one glance upwards. Claudia stood in the window, leaning against the Romanesque railing and talking with Rachel. Don Benizio made a sign of farewell with a grimace and a grotesque gesture. Claudia did not respond. She heard the trotting of his horse along the paved road, then the gallop. From the window of the tower, she observed the departure of her guest. Don Benizio passed down the road like the shadow of a fleeing cloud. The peasants hardly dared to look at him. He seemed a demon just escaped from hell to take captive a human soul. And there's more description of of someone being like a demon. Yep. Yeah. I think I think multiple characters just might be demons in this. And I bumped my yeah. mic stand, so if you heard that, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. Uh. So now, so that's chapter four, which again, everyone is hor- horny for Claudia, is what I entitled that chapter. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I might go further to say the chapter name could be something like. Don Benicio's an abusive piece of shit. (laughs) 
that might actually be a decent uh, description, a be- decent chapter title for the next chapter. True. Um, but another alternate title would be like, "Why is this here?" <laughs> yeah. Wholly unnecessary. We could also call that one pathetic Benizio. Yeah, the, this chapter like doesn't really do much for anything. Yeah, it, I guess it kind of gets across like the fact that he really wanted to protect Claudia. I'm using air quotes. Nobody can see that. Uh, yeah. But uh, just how fucked up he is as a person. Yep. But also at the same time, I feel, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like Mussolini just didn't try that week. Yeah, he was just like, all right, I gotta add some drama to keep people hooked. Yeah. Anyway, I'll begin with the, I'll begin this chapter you've been reading for a bit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is a short chapter, by the way. How long is this chapter? It's only like, on my copy, it's not even five pages. Yeah. I mean, do you want to just read the whole thing? Um, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll just, I'll just read the whole thing. Yeah, because, I mean, if we did what we were doing before, I would read, like, one page. Yeah. Uh, the sun was still high, and Don Benicio stopped in a village for his afternoon rest. After tying his horse to the bars of a window, he entered an inn. The room was empty. The clients were in the fields or the woods, intent upon their daily tasks. In the unlighted fireplace, huge like those generally found in mountain houses, two children were were romping among the ashes. God, I can't imagine. Like that's what kids did for fun in the 1700s. Yeah. It was 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 romp around in the ashes of a fireplace. Yep. At the back, behind a rough-hewn table, a middle-aged woman bent over her work, the mending of a heap of old discolored rags. There were, but, there were but two long firwood tables and four benches in the room. Don Benicio set to reflecting on the events of that ill-starred day of battle. Again, more description of it as a conflict. Yeah, he has a very weird mind. Yeah, no, like it's very clear that he thought of a lot of things as being inherently... Uh, conflict at- rather than... Yeah. Social. Yeah, which uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I think I may have mentioned it to you. That's a uh, one of my. That's a theory I have regarding uh, conservatism in general. Is that uh, conservatism? One of the things, like it's a highly, it's an inherently adversarial mindset. Yeah. Uh, all interactions are based on conflict, and that's mm-hmm. not to say that not all that all interactions need to like have a victor, like on a, and a and a loser. Uh, they can still, even though they're inherently, like, uh, a conflict, they can still both have, like, both parties can still benefit from it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's the understanding that if, if one steps out of line, they're going to get thrown under the bus. And you see that with, like, uh, like the far right today, like, particularly, you saw it with Steven Crowder and yeah. uh, him, him leaving. He was with the Daily Wire. I think yes, I believe yeah, so. I believe that's correct. I can't keep track of all these outlets. And then he like uh, he like burned them, and he's like, "They're not gonna pay me as much as I want, even though he wanted a ridiculous amount of money." Oh yeah, he was already gonna be getting paid a lot. Yeah, like I would absolutely accept that contract he was gonna get. Yeah, but um, he he burned them, and then like there was like a like kind of like this split, and he he ended up going to Rumble, and it's just like like the moment you step out of line you're going to get 
everyone else is going to turn on you. Or at least yep. a lot of people are going to turn on you because there's a lot of people who did support him. But Yeah. I mean, even his divorce turned into a moment of conflict. I do like how many even like right-wing shitheads hated him for that. Yeah, I know. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I know. I, I remember uh, listening to Knowledge Fight. Uh, Alex Jones has been like doing lots of... He's been on Crowder's show quite a bit recently and has also been just hosting Infowars from Crowder's studio, which is very weird. That is very weird. But at one point... Is he getting... Maybe he lost his studio. No, he still has his studio. Oh. It's and what's we- going I don't, on there? I don't know. I think he's just trying to ingratiate himself with Crowder. It's weird. That's possible. That's yeah. that's not that's outside of our the topic of this. But uh, at one point, um, like uh, Alex is hosting a show and the Crowder is there, and a caller calls in and talks to Alex for a bit, and then the call. So the caller is just like having a door like. A quote unquote normal conversation, normal for Infowars. And he just goes, Also, I just want to say, Crowder, how dare you talk to your wife like that? Yeah. <laughs> Walk your own do- dog, you piece of shit. And it's like, Whoa. <laughs> it's like, people really did like him for that, even yeah. though, I, and it's kind of amazing. It really is remarkable how they just turned on him because of his abuse, which really hasn't happened in the history of, uh, modern conservatism that often yeah i know that that was a pleasant surprise seeing people getting mad at him for that i guess because it's so clearly bad yeah him being her being pregnant him like telling her to walk the dog and just didn't he beat her too um we don't have evidence of that i don't think yeah but there was a lot of emotional abuse on the video crowder is a piece of shit who knew yeah uh (laughs) The silence of the summer afternoon was disturbed only by the low buzzing of flies. Now and then a heaped manure cart passed by. The peasants peered into the inn, astonished to see in it a new and unexpected client. There's a there's a guy at the at the inn. What yeah. what's happening? <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. It it's remarkable to think that a visitor into a village like this would just be like big news. That's going on the front page. At a certain point, Don Benicio asked himself, what about going to visit the parish priest? He tried to remember who was the guardian of the souls in that village. This effort of memory brought a bit of order back into his brain. Oh, that boring old imbecile, Don Tobia Privatelli, who I'm going to assume this is his only mention. (laughs) Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll randomly pop up later, but this is probably his only mention, like, a lot of the names in Chapter 3. Yep. He is old and has a serving woman who is simply mummified. I'll stay here. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with my fellow priest. He's he's old. Yeah, unlike me in the prime of my youth. <laughs> and he called for another mug of wine. The sweet liquor had the property of reconciling him with himself, with the world, with Claudia. <laughs> He's getting drunk. Yep. The languor of his of unconscious intoxication spread through his veins. He repeated his order. The hostess made a grimace of surprise. She must be an old bigot, <laughs> ignorant of ecclesiastical customs. <laughs> Get it? So, so, of course, so... Apparently, getting shit-faced is something clergy member do, members do on a regular basis. I mean, back then, kind of. Uh, like, monks especially would brew their own beer, and they were known to be, like, huge alcoholics. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. 
Yep. That's just kind of funny. It's just like he's in this bar getting shit faced and the and the uh bartender's just like, Do you you really want another? <laughs> yeah. Uh one of my favorite beers was actually made by monks now that I think about it. Interesting. Yeah. Belgian. And I don't really have a favorite beer because I don't really drink that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh the priests of that epoch drank and ate copiously, and even, when opportunity offered, danced. So, we're getting a little bit into Mussolini just kind of shitting on the clergy. Yeah. I think that's just the point of this chapter. Yep. A well-fed mi- As well-fed ministers of God, they had incorporated into their mortality the notion of physical pleasure, sensual, even orgiastic. They applied wrong. They applied wrong and foremost the teaching of teachings of Epicurus, who I don't really know what that. Uh, that he is. was a Greek. Uh, I mean, I I could have figured but, as much yeah. from the name. Ancient Greek, not really. It, it it is a bit weird to be mentioning here. I believe he was a doctor. Yeah. The Council of Trent had not yet ref- or had not reformed the the yeah. God. Talking is hard. Oh no, he was a philosopher. I'm uh, thinking of some other guy for the doctor. Okay. The Council of Trent had not yet had not reformed the depraved customs of the lower clergy. Corruption spread from the Vatican throughout the Catholic world to the very last parish hidden away among the mountains. Few indeed escaped the pestilential contagion. That's a word, pestilential. Yeah. Fun times reading this. Yeah. Lots of, lots of, like, $5 words. Yeah. Imagine, with how short this chapter is, though, imagine uh, you you really, you get the newspaper, you're really excited to read your favorite cereal, and then it's just, like, five pages. I don't think this was anyone's favorite cereal. Yeah. I would be shocked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the days of the aestheticism which flourished in the 11th, 12th, and 13th centuries were gone forever. The ac- academies grew up like mushrooms. With the academies g- came super. F- eh. Hol- I'm gonna start that over, because I fucked up the pacing of that entirely. Yeah. The academies grew up like mushrooms, and with the academies came superficiality of belief, falsity of spiritual attitude, and lust for material enjoyment had taken the place of the antique ideal of meditation, study, solitude, and pen- penitence. Don Benicio ordered a fourth mug of wine. Jeez. Slow down, man. I, I'm imagining he's been here for like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, like, <laughs> because it doesn't seem like a lot of time is going by. It seems like he's just slamming down mugs of wine. Not like goblets, not like a fucking chalice or anything that would actually be reasonable. Like a mug. Yeah. Yeah. The fumes of the alcohol were now beginning pleasantly to becloud his brain. It took till a fourth one for that to happen? Uh, depends on how much he drinks, I guess. I, I would assume a lot. Yeah, he's... Given the description. Yeah, fair. Things appeared to him under new, confused, fantastic aspects. <laughs> what a delightful way of saying he was drunk. Yep. He felt the need of talking and moving. <laughs> His gloom had disappeared. He remembered that he had not yet touched food. (laughs) So he's drinking on an empty stomach. Yeah, that would also help. Wine will take the place of bread, he said to himself. 
He swallowed still another mug of wine and prepared Jesus. to pay the score over at the table behind, which the head of the p Padrona bent over her work was but barely visible. <laughs> okay, so the, so this chapter, reading it out loud is a lot more fun than reading yeah. it to myself. Yeah, just because it's all about how he's getting drunk. Yeah, no. Uh, then he stopped. His priestly attention had been drawn to a poor Christ sculpted in oak. Oh, right, I remember this part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which was hanging on the hood of the fireplace. The crucifix must, must have been very old. The thorns of the crown were nearly all broken off. One of the arms hung from the nail by which it was fixed to the cross, as though seeking to touch the wound in the side. The feet were minus several toes. The person of the Redeemer presented a miserable appearance. The flies had adorned it with interminable rows of autograph signatures, and the smoke of firewood and tobacco pipes had blackened it. At the sight of it, Don Benicio became furious. What a prof profanation! And the wine exalted him still more. Why do you <laughs> keep that Christ on the fireplace? He demanded of the little woman. Woman. At the sound of his angry voice, she seemed to be uh, seemed about to swoon away. Do you think it is an image to be exposed to the gaze of your clients? The hostess, pale, pale with fear, did not reply. Don Benicio, perhaps unconsciously, was taking his revenge by terrifying a woman. Which is not good writing. We can clearly see that already. Yeah. Don't explain what he's doing out of the perspective of the character. Yeah, I know. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, we, we know he's getting mad. Yeah, we understand that he's taking his anger out on a woman yeah. because he just got rejected. Yeah. Like, come on. And do you imagine that this is the way to gain paradise? Viler <laughs> than, the, than the beasts of the field. You will be hurled into the lowest circle of all of the infernos. <laughs> At this satanic evocation, the hostess made the sign of the cross. Don Benicio, at the mercy of the alcoholic fumes, insisted, Turn that dirty piece of wood against the wall. Let Jesus not see your idiotic faces, and let him not know of your turpitude. The woman hesitated. The children had stopped their plague, playing in the ashes, yep. and were gazing fixedly up at the priest. Turn that Christ against the wall, or else take him away from here, from there. This is not the place for sacred images. Put an ass up there and draw <laughs> pictures of goats on the walls. Understand me? Enormous goats. Goats as big as the bestiality of your clients. <laughs> the hostess, who had not yet opened her mouth, climbed on the hearth and obeyed. Christ turned his, his worm-eaten back to the, on the bystanders. For the priest's noisy wrath had attracted a little group of persons who took their station at the doorway of the inn. Not daring to enter, they expressed, expressed their wonder with gr grimaces and rapid gestures. Don Benicio paid his bill, dashed out of the room, mounted his horse, and galloped off. The padrona, <laughs> still trembling, peered out of the doorway to observe his departure and crossed herself with the su superstitious devotion of one who believes in the devil. The peasants remained with wide-opened mouths and regarded the mysterious horseman with terrified eyes as he disappeared down the street, leaving behind him a cloud of dust. He's drunk <laughs> driving now. Drunk riding. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> 
fun fact, uh, Ulysses S. Grant was once um, pulled over by the police and given a fine because he was drunk driving his carriage. Oh, boy. He was a president at the time, too. Oh, God, that was my next question. Yeah, it was while he was president. Damn. Uh, I do love Ulysses S. Grant. One of the few presidents I like. Yeah, he he was he had some problems with alcoholism. He wasn't exactly an alcohol like a full blown alcoholic. We don't really know. We do know that like it, it was either he engaged in binge drinking, or he like uh, was constantly kind of drinking. Yeah. We're not really sure. Yeah, it's weird, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's it's kind of funny. It's fun. It's funny. Like uh, over a hundred years later. Yeah. Maybe not as funny at the time. Yeah, maybe not as funny when he was president. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that that was a chapter. Yeah. He, he just gets drunk and yells at people. Yeah, this is like a filler chapter, but it's I, I appreciate it, actually. Yeah, no, it's fun to read, but it's just like, I can't imagine being super stoked to read that if you were, for some ungodly reason, into reading this serial. Yeah. Like... It's a welcome break from a lot of the bullshit, but also, if I was actually interested in the story, I would not appreciate this filler chapter where our antagonist gets drunk and yells at a woman to take out his anger. Yeah, I will say I don't think either of these chapters were as good as chapters two or three, but I will say, I I would argue that they're more competent, as in like... For sure. Yeah, the mix of like... Uh, scenery description and dialogue is a lot more balanced. It's a lot better. Uh, I think it... Chapter 4 was definitely the most competently written. It just didn't really need to exist as much as the last ones. Yeah. Uh, because we don't really need a chapter where he goes and tells her, hey, things are getting pretty bad for you. Uh, you gotta come with me. We could... That could be told to us in other ways. It doesn't push forward the plot as much. Yeah. Um, it could have just been, like, half the chapter, and I think that would have been fine if they then, like, um, included Emmanuel Madruzo in there somewhere. Because he's been missing for, like, three chapters now. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. We haven't really seen him in a while. Yeah, no, and uh, from what I'm seeing from chapter six, that trend is going to continue. Oh, good. Yeah, the, the first three words of chapter six are, when Don Benicio, so we're still focusing on him. Yep, I, I'm glancing through it. Oh, no, he is in that chapter. Uh, they, they speak together. Oh, okay. Oh, finally, Emmanuel gets to do something. Yeah, finally, our main character returns. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those were not super useful chapters to the plot. Yeah, I guess chapter four, you can make an argument that, like, it, it does contribute something, not necessarily to the plot. Yeah, it contributes, but I don't think enough. Yeah, it contributes to uh, character motivation and, like, character relationship. Yeah. But not so much to plot. Yeah, for sure. Because the, the council didn't really need to tell her. The, it If that chapter, if these two chapters did not exist, it wouldn't really affect anything. But uh, I guess it would be different reading it as a serial than as a book. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It does feel more like it would be... It was definitely written as a serial. Yeah, so, like, if I got Chapter 4 in the serialized format, I think I probably would have appreciated it a bit more. 
less so as a book. Yeah. Uh, chapter five, just completely unnecessary. Yeah, completely It is so far my favorite chapter. Yeah, but... it's, it's, it's the best chapter. It's completely, it should be taken out, though. Yeah, it doesn't need to exist, but I'm glad it's there. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we got a little bit more out of that than I thought I was in t- time-wise. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, uh, we're about an hour and 27 minutes in. Oh, that's actually, like, pretty close to uh, yeah. the other ones. Too. Yeah, we've been averaging, like, an hour and, and 38 minutes, I think, about for, like, hmm. the, when we read this. But, yeah, we're about uh, at the same, like, just a, a little bit shy. But, yeah, yeah um, I don't know if we have anything else to add, honestly. Yeah, no, not really. Ending ending episodes is always a challenge. Yeah, I guess the the last word is, oh, what would we name this chapter? Oh, uh, uh, Don Benicio gets shit faced. Yeah, <laughs> just drunk and angry. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I think that's probably gonna wrap it up for this episode. Unless you have anything else to add? No, not really. Yep. Uh, so yeah, as we're wrapping up, we are. Uh, as always, we don't know how to make a fucking podcast, as evidenced by the fact that I don't know how to end this episode. <laughs> so if you do know how to make a podcast or do any sort of audio production and can give us any uh, tips on how to make our podcast better, please scream at us and tell us what we're doing wrong. And you can do that by uh, leaving us a review on uh, iTunes or any other platform that accepts reviews. I was actually going through a lot of the platforms and like lots of them just don't have like ways to give reviews. And I was like, oh. <laughs> confused by that, but iTunes does or Apple podcasts. I get uh, you. So you can get, do give us a review on uh, Apple podcasts. You can email at us at how the left was one pod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at uh, HTLWW underscore pod on Twitter, which right now Twitter is all sorts of fucked up where there's limits on like how many posts you can view. Oh, that is fucked up. Yeah, no, it's just like, I like (laughs) Elon is making good decisions. I'm really glad he owns Twitter. Yeah, there's some people speculating that it has to do with like, um, it coincided with Elon Musk not paying Google for some kind of service. Yeah, he hasn't paid almost any company for any service. He doesn't pay his rent for the Twitter offices. Yeah. It's really funny. He yeah. He refuses to pay for anything. Yeah. But I remember it was just like, I forget exactly what the numbers were, but I remember at one point, like, he lists, like, numbers for, like, how many posts people can view. It's just like, if you're a Twitter Blue subscriber, you get to see X amount, which, that's fucked up that there's a limit even when you're paying. Yeah. Uh, I believe, I forget what that number was. I believe initially it was, I think it was 800 for that, 600 for non-subscribers, and then 400 for, um for those who were not for new accounts that were subscribers oh no i think if you were a subscriber it was like a thousand or no it was 800 i think for non-subscribers but you've been around for a while i think subscribers were like 1200 i i don't remember but i just but the The exact numbers don't matter but the best part was then he like bumped up the numbers he increased the numbers slightly but for like new uh accounts that weren't subscribers he listed it as 0.5k (laughs) and not 500 i'm like you're just trying to make that seem like a bigger number than it actually is like come on dude yeah um 
And that was just funny. It just kind of reminded me of uh, Ancient Aliens, which is just a silly show. Yeah. But there's so many points where, like, they'll say something happened and they'll, like, give the time frame. They'll say it happened, like, half a century ago. And that just, because it's just, like, half a century sounds longer than uh, than 50 years, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think my favorite was, I, I, I don't remember what this is in context of, but I des- definitely remember this happening. At one point, they said uh, they mentioned something happening a quarter of a century ago, and at the time, <laughs> I was twenty five, and I'm like, I'm a, I'm that old. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's not that long ago. I'm young still. Yeah. So yeah, that's what rem- that reminded me of. So yeah, you can reach out to us there if you can, and you haven't used up your limit for the day because elon musk's an idiot yeah can't run his fucking company yeah and then he also was just like he he made a joke he was like joking about like imagine uh using up your views for the day complaining about the limited number limited number of views and someone is just like yeah, so you ran into it's compare someone compared it to running into traffic for attention and then giving a knowing wink while in a full body cast afterwards <laughs> It's just like, no, this is a problem that you yourself caused and are now gloating about causing the problem, you idiot. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing, Elon? Oh, uh, fun fact. You know Ron uh, DeSatan's, like, fucking presidential thing on Twitter? Oh, Uh, yeah. How much of a disaster that was? Part of that is because he was not paying the services. (laughs) Because Elon Musk did not pay the services properly so his campaign announcement bullshit fucking went down in flames yeah i apologize if that clap was really loud <laughs> um but yeah you can reach out to us on twitter if you can um as for the platforms that we're on we're on uh, apple Podcasts. we're on google play we're on amazon music we will not be we are on stitcher currently but won't be in like in just under two months because apparently stitcher is going away they're, oh, well. Yeah, uh, they're getting rid of Stitcher. Although, um, the company that owns Stitcher also owns Pandora. Oh. And so, like, uh, podcasts that are on Stitcher will also continue to be on Pandora, which I didn't realize we were on Pandora. Oh, I guess okay, it got guess. uploaded there when I uploaded to Stitcher. So, we're on Pandora. We're also on Slapbook. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can find us on Slapbook. Uh, and it's like an iCarly show. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's definitely like a Dan Schneider sh- yeah. show ripoff thing. Yeah, uh, we're also on uh, on Spotify as well. Yep. Don't listen to us on Spotify. Spotify sucks. True. Because it has Joe Rogan. <laughs> God. Yeah. We live in a world where this guy who's like. A meathead is causing like the downfall of civilization. <laughs> yeah, all the all the while saying that trans people existing are causing the da- downfall of civilization. Yep. Oh, that that just occurred to me. Like lots of these guys go like, "Have you noticed that all these civilizations what like collapsed after they became obsessed with gender?" As like, first of all, that's not fucking true. Second of all, maybe it's like for the ones that did, maybe it's because of assholes like you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure problem. I'm pretty sure if you actually looked at a uh, the reason why civilizations collapse or empires and shit it tends to be economic by nature or like they suffered a great military defeat it's usually not uh the gender yeah but anyway yeah we keep interrupting our own outro. Usually, yeah. outros are, like should be like um, like consistent. Yeah, like, intros and outros should be consistent. But it's we're not. because we think of new shit to say. Yeah, but we're just a couple of dudes in a basement. So yeah, we're we're, we're not professional. Oh, we're, we don't get paid for this. 
Also, yeah. speaking of getting paid, you can donate to us on Patreon if you want. Don't feel obligated to. Don't do it, in yeah. fact. Um, I should actually check to see if anyone has donated, but I don't think anyone has. I doubt it. And thank God, because yeah. I I will find you if you donate to us. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, someone has do Like, imagine someone has donated, and then they're just like, why haven't they said my name on the show yet? Oh, yeah, that would be really funny. <laughs> and, and if to that person, if they exist, I apologize. I <laughs> They probably don't exist, though. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll bring that person into existence by talking about them. Yeah. They will manifest into reality. Anyway, that's... That's going to be it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time, which will not be next week because, again, I have to send my computer away for repair. Hopefully, we will be back the weekend after. All right. Yeah. Anyway, goodbye, everyone. Bye.